0: And welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show featuring DU Hockey Head Coach David Carl. i Jay Stickney, and Pioneers start the season 2-0. They sweep Arizona State 8-3 to on Friday and then come from behind on Saturday and win it in dramatic fac- uh, fashion. Again, that was 4-3 to the final. And this weekend coming up, they've got Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs on Friday night and back at Magnus Arena on Saturday night. So with that, let's get right to the coach and uh, uh, Dave. Obviously, you got to be excited with the fact that uh, you start the season against a quality opponent, and you do it with two victories.
1: Yeah, no, we are um, ASU. I think is a really good hockey team, and um, you know they're they're going to win their fair share of games this year. And so, um, and obviously, a team that we play four times, so wanted to make sure that we set the tone, you know, early and as you say, you know take care of home ice uh, in the first two games of a four game set against them so um was a really big uh weekend for us great to be back in the building i think we you know we obviously as a staff and a team uh put a lot of emphasis into the weekend um you know really starting last spring when we turned the page from the covid year and through our summer and our training camp in the fall um our exhibition season and to get going with live ammo against, a, like I say, a really good hockey team. And to have the, the success um, that we had this weekend, we're, we're very encouraged and proud of the kids' effort.
0: You know, it's only two games, obviously, into the season. But what were some of the tendencies that, that you liked and things that you have to work on?
1: Yeah, I think uh, probably biggest likes would just be um, Starting with our defensemen, our our ability to close and take away time and space um, in our gapping in the neutral zone and even our offensive zone, I thought allowed us to not play in our own end very much, um, allowed us to transition pucks north, which gave us an ability to showcase our speed and our skill um, that we have throughout our lineup. And I think from Friday to Saturday, you saw just the depth of scoring in our lineup, like Gutman's line didn't have as productive of, of a night on Saturday as they did on Friday, but the, the Rizzo and the Stapley line um, are very comfortable riding shotgun and, and in the driver's seat um, carrying the offense as well. So um, I think we showcased our depth, our ability to score, our ability to play fast, um, you know, starting with taking away time and space and then transitioning into offense. And, um you know, it was, it was really encouraging all weekend long, our five on five play. Uh, things to work on, uh, penalties were obviously an issue. Friday night didn't love um, the three um, penalties that happened where we went four on four. You know, the after the whistle stuff is not something that we want to be involved in. You're just, you're putting uh, the game in the ref's hands to potentially give us uh, a penalty kill situation. And we just we don't want to be involved in that type of stuff. And then Saturday, um, you know, two tripping penalties and a hooking penalty that just, you know, we didn't find to be acceptable um, to what we do. So uh, against quality opponents like ASU, you know, who's obviously a power play scored all six goals this weekend. You know, when we get into the gauntlet of our league play, you make a run to the penalty box like that. We're not going to be able to hold. Uh, North Dakota, Duluth, St. Cloud, Western, anybody in our league um, to the shot count that we were able to hold ASU to five on five. So, um, you know, staying out of the penalty box and then sharpening our special teams uh, within that are are definitely things that we need to continue to work on and improve upon um, as the early, early season progresses here. Uh,
0: yeah, obviously the power play with ASU was, a, was an elite unit, but it also kind of brings up that that challenge that you have as coaches when you have a player like a Connor Capone, who's, who's kind of role is that, you know, some people would call it an instigator. Other is it, you know, the energy line sort of guy. It really depends if you're playing with them or against them, you know, I guess what you, what you call that, but, you know, putting the team in that position of a five minute major with the game misconduct. I mean, there's such a fine line there of, you know, Hey, be aggressive, but don't, don't go over the top.
1: Yeah, no, it's hard and you know, that wasn't one of the penalties that we identified as a, uh, as a selfish or undisciplined penalty. I mean, I, I, as a coach, it's, it's hard because Connor, um, is a player that finishes checks for us. He, he does provide energy that way. Um, a bit of, you know, I think has an ability to intimidate, um, other opposing players, which they then turn pucks over quicker. They give our offensive players a little bit more time and space because of his ability to impact the game, um, that way. And there's huge value in that. Um, you know, Connor impacts the game that way, Bobby Brink impacts it in a, in a different way and you need different pieces to a puzzle to make it all work. And so, um, you know, with that hit, um, you know, is, and I'm, it was a five, he, he hits him in the head, his shoulder hits him in the head. And that's the letter of the law. I just, um, it's a challenge as we talk to him today. Like those are situations where you may just have to angle and go through his stick versus going through the body because his arm was down, his elbow was tucked. Um, I believe if he hits shoulder on shoulder, it's such a vicious impact so that maybe he gets a five minute boarding. Um, and so, yeah, it's a hard thing that, you know, we don't, we haven't had a Connor Capone on our team in, in a long time. So it's something that we're just going to have to work with him on and, um, probably tone him down a little bit, uh, but not take everything out of his game, um, in the energy and the physicality that it provides for the group. Um, but the, the onus as the rule book states, the onus of the, of the, uh, the safety of the player getting hit is, is on the onus of the player delivering the hit. So it's, it's a hard line to walk for him.
0: You know, that, that top line we, t- we talked about, you know, so dominant in the 8-3 to three victory on Friday. And then really on, on Saturday, it all started out as the, the Massimo Rizzo show as he scored the first two goals for you guys on Saturday night. Today named NCHC uh, Rookie of the Week, had three goals on the weekend. And, and really uh, overall, I thought, I thought uh, Rizzo was just an electrifying player to watch.
1: Yeah, I thought he uh, he was a driver for his line, uh, Massimo, and um, yeah, I thought he was attacking uh, really really well on Saturday night. Um, his line was possessing pucks, and you know both of his goals come off one-timers where he's he's finding a quiet area within the offensive zone and and he's ready to shoot the puck. And and he had a couple other chances too to um, to finish off the hat trick. And um, for a player who you know, hasn't played a lot of hockey in the last two years. It's really, um, it's really impressive what he's doing because of um, I think his attention to detail away from the rink um, that allows him to have success. And he, he spent last year on the ice a lot, just not in game environment up in British Columbia, Uh, but he worked on his game and and he got better um, throughout the year with what he does on and off the ice. And I think we're seeing, Obviously, the fruits of his labor um, we saw on Saturday night in Magnus in a packed house.
0: Uh, on the other end, uh, Denver struggled on the power play, at least with with scoring goals uh, both nights. Is that going to be one of those points of emphasis this week? Yeah, I think
1: we we just we need to um, we need to be sharper in our execution. Um, we threw too many pucks away. Our puck support on retrievals. Um, was not great at times um, where we didn't we didn't hit our outlets that that we work on and and so yeah the execution piece just needs to go to another level and um, we got to underhandle pucks and we got to take what is given uh, versus trying to force plays and um, you know it becomes a little bit of a one and done situation uh, where we're having to break the puck out numerous times and we had some quality looks but not nearly enough for seven power plays a four on three. Um, you know, it's, it's not up to our standards of what we want it to be. And so, yeah, it'll, we'll, we'll work on certainly through video and practice, um, addressing those concerns where we're going to play an air force team that, that, uh, penalty kills a little bit different than what we're used to. And, um, puck movement is going to be very important against them this weekend to try and have success. Um, cause if our power play, we're going to draw penalties, If our power play can score one to two a night, it just, it, it increases that margin for air five on five a little bit.
0: Yeah. I keep going over that gorgeous shot that Benning had to win the game. And he, he's such a weapon from the point that, you know, you've got a couple of them up there now that can absolutely bring it from up there. And you'd like to think, uh, with their shot and a couple of rebounds, you, you might be able to cash in a couple times a game on a power play.
1: Yeah. At least build momentum for a team. And, um, you know, and I, I thought, uh, Friday night, we did that more so than Saturday. Saturday, I think we uh, our execution on the power play was a little bit off. Um, and yeah, for as much as we possess pucks and move pucks five-on-five five in the O-zone, um, the power play generation um, was not to the same level. So, um, But again, early in the year, we're two games in, a lot of new faces, new people. Um, we'll get better. Our penalty kill will get better. Our power play will get better. I believe they'll both be assets to our team um, when it's all said and done at the end of the year.
0: All right, we'll take a quick break, come back with the head coach. You're listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. We'll take a break and come back after this. And we are back on ESPN Denver Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. And uh, coach, let's uh, let's jump into the play of Magnus Corona. (laughs) He gives up six goals on the weekend, and yet all six are on the power play. So he has not given up an even strength goal at this point. How do you feel that he played over both games?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a good question. I mean, I think on the power play, um, you know, for me, they score six goals. Um, Magnus was five of the six. Matty Davis came in um, right on Friday night and, and got scored on by the Koperud short side, um, one timer, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, Magnus was, was steady. He gave us an opportunity to win. I don't think he's, I don't think he played up to his full potential, um, on the weekend, but he gave us an opportunity, um, to win both hockey games. And, and that's, that's really important, especially with this team that can score goals, Um, I would expect Magnus, I know he's going to have, um, a very good week of practice. Um, has already watched video, um, with our goaltending coach, Ryan Massa, um, to go over some of the areas of his game that, that, um, that can be better. And, um, again, it's the early going for him as well. Um, you know, we, uh, we liked this game, but we, we do expect him to continue to get better and, um, and to be better in, in coming games here.
0: Well, you move on to, to uh, another in-state rival, the Air Force Academy. You're going to play them Friday night down in Colorado Springs at the Cadet Ice Arena and Saturday back at Magnus Arena, 7 p.m. start on Saturday. But uh, this Air Force Academy team, always tough, especially against DU. It's almost like uh, you represent uh, their big game every year, if you will. And this is a team that just split with uh, the Big Tens, Michigan State Spartans. Uh, led by um, Willie rhyme, the uh, AHA player of the week and Luke Ra- uh, Rowe, their defensive player of the week and uh, those are just two of the players that they have there.
1: yeah I think um, you know I've watched a little bit of video on uh, on Air Force and uh, Frank, you know as always his teams are are very well coached, very good structure um, you know and and they they play hard, I mean, we, we have a ton of respect for, for Frank and their program and um, the service academies and, and what those young men are, are signing up for. And um, they're always really good hockey games, um, great environment for us to go down into um, at the academy on, on campus there. Um, they always draw a great crowd and um, it would be a great first test for us on the road against, you know, again, another quality opponent that, that's going to play a little bit different than, than Arizona State, but that's good. We, we need to face teams of that play the game a little bit differently. And, um, you know, I know Frank will have his team prepared and ready, and um, it'll be an absolute battle uh, both nights down there Friday. And then, like you said, seven o'clock um, on Saturday up in our place.
0: You know, and going to the Air Force strategy, I mean, sometimes they seem to come after you every time on a four check and then other times they're going to lay back and for lack of a better term uh, going to more of that neutral zone trap um didn't see ASU uh go after you in your zone too often is that something you'd like to see your uh, team get some uh experience against
1: yeah I mean I I think um you know Arizona State they uh their puck pressure I think they've they live off of that, and they do try and forecheck pucks. I thought our D um, just did a, a remarkable job of, of getting back to pucks and then working together in tandem to to have clean breakouts. And um, and then the second thing is our gaps were were very good. Our ozone time is good, so anytime you know pucks were dumped in, um, they're changing. You know they're they're not able to establish um, their forecheck, and so um, you know with Air Force you know, I, I would expect them to be aggressive and, um, and to get after us and, um, and try and pressure our, our young decor. And, um, we're going to have to be very good again, on breaking the puck out into tandem and as a group of five, um, to, and working together to try and break that pressure so that we can have clean exits out of our end, which, which typically lead to clean entries and then better ozone possession time. So, um, you know, Frank's teams, again, they, they're always well-structured in their, in their forechecking, their backchecking, um, how they like to take away time and space. So it's, um, it's always a challenge to get the puck up the ice um, against them and, and into, their def- into their defensive zone and our offensive zone. So I think it'll be a great challenge for our guys um, and to have to do it on the road where we don't get last change and just a hostile environment for a young team. I think it'll be a great
0: challenge for us um, going forward. Well, you already ruined one of my questions. Um, so I'm going to go oh, ahead boy. and ask it anyway. And that is, <laughs> you know, uh, I did notice perhaps more than normal, um, you know, on that last change at Magnus Arena both nights, you know, you would get a group in a, a little bit later after they had made a change. It just seemed like more than, than you normally do. Of course, at the Air Force Academy, you, you won't have that option. Does that make it easier or harder for you a, as a coach in regards to strategy? yeah a
1: little bit of both. I mean you know if you don't have the option, then you're just you're just rolling your lines and you're playing who you think can can manage the situation, which um you know as a if you're the player on the bench you maybe you get into a little bit more of a rhythm you know you're just you're going out and you're you know you got to play against anybody um whereas at home you know if we do have maybe set matchups or things we're looking for and and we did it a little, you know, probably more so on Saturday than we did on Friday, um, just with the rhythm of the games. Um, you know, but then you're as a player, you're maybe always you're, you're waiting, right? You're not the right. first group over the boards. You get you're waiting for the second. You're waiting for the coach to call it. So um, as a player, maybe it's a little bit easier even at times on the road because you just you just know you got to go out and play against anybody. Um, whereas at home you're, you know, that the coach is trying to get you against certain people and maybe that, um, enters your head a little bit. So as a coach, you know, both have advantages and disadvantages. I think, um, like I say, it'll be, it'll be really good for our guys, um, you know, to maybe they want a certain matchup and maybe it's not a good matchup for us. And our guys got to fight through that and, and figure out how to be successful through that. Um, so it's just a different. Set of circumstances and challenges and adversity that our group will have to go through.
0: You know this this forward group you have has so much depth right now. It's it, it's got to be a just a battle every day in practice, to, especially for like that extra forward position or a fourth line forward position. Um, you had an injury to defenseman Justin Lee, so you're able to put Reed Irwin in there. Um, but offensively, you, you you seem like you put in a couple more players um offensively that that got got some chances like ozar and carter king and and different players up front that that are going to be constantly rotating to get more time and yet you still have forwards that haven't played yet guys like like brett edwards so is, is this weekend going to be another one of those weekends where we expect to see a good rotation of forwards
1: yeah i mean i think you know early in the year you'd like to um you'd like to give everyone an opportunity, um, obviously if they earn that opportunity. And I think our, you know, our quote unquote fifth line, um, they make life really hard on us as coaches because, um, you know, they, they haven't had stinkers where it's like, yeah, you know, it's, I can point to it and say, this is why you're out of the lineup. Um, you know, it really is. We, we have 15 good forwards and, um, 12 or 13 can play every night. And that's, that's the challenge. And, you know, it's like, if you get a spot, you don't want to give up your spot either. So there's a lot of internal competition, um, you know, up front. And I think that that is healthy and, you know, hopefully as the year progresses, you know, we, we see the benefits of that because we're not going to make it through 100% healthy with our forward group. And I think we have a lot of confidence in all 15 um, to be able to step in and, and be able to play and contribute. So, um, you yeah, know, the, the hope would be to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity um, here early to get some, some live game action um, against uh, these, in these non-conference games.
0: You know, Coach, uh, we talked about it in the post game on Saturday a little bit, but um, as good as it was to have the fans back on Friday night for the opener, Saturday, it was just a a magical, electrifying crowd on on homecoming, and it definitely was the student section that stood out. Like, I don't remember a student section being that loud in many years, and what sort of effect did that have on your guys? No, it it was
1: great, and obviously, um, you know, I agree with you. I mean, we've we've both been around the program a a really long time now, and um, it was... I mean, it was just jam packed. Um, it was, it was really impressive and they were into it all night. Um, I thought, you know, obviously two different games were both entertaining in their own way. So hopefully we kept them on their feet. I think we did most of the night and, uh, but yeah, them, you know, going after ASU a little bit, going after the refs a little bit, them cheering when, you know, when we score um, country roads in the third period, them yeah. keeping it going. I mean, you know, we, we see and hear all that stuff. And so, um, it's very much appreciated and, um, you know, it's great to be back as we've talked about in the early going, we are in the entertainment business. We want to put on a good performance and a good show for people that come, um, and choose to to spend their money and their time, um, in Magnus arena. And I, you know, that's our goal. And, um, obviously the students, um, very appreciative of their support and, uh, their, their rowdiness, um, all weekend long. It was it was phenomenal. So that's something that we hope uh, continues throughout the year.
0: Well, and Pioneer fans, students, anybody out there, it's not that far of a drive to the Air Force Academy. Really depends on traffic, but it's like, uh, I believe it's a seven o'clock game on Friday on Colorado yep. Springs. It'd be great to have some fans down there.
1: No, absolutely. It'd be awesome. Um, and going on campus, you know, you go through the checkpoint and it's it's a beautiful campus um, down there. One of our our service academies in the country, so um, it's always it's always a privilege to be able to go through those gates and uh, and kind of look around and then it's um, it's pretty spectacular the the setting down there.
0: I will say my 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 one of my favorite moments of of going to the Cadet Ice Arena every year is when you drive through security and then they have like a sign for. Uh, the campus and the athletic facilities and then the other sign says for explosive materials take this exit (laughs) and i'm always don't take it wrong that i I stay in the right lane you know that's tough well coach uh, good job starting two and oh i'm sure you guys are excited and, and getting ready to move on to the air force academy this weekend and i will talk to you in colorado springs no, we are. And just one last thing, if I could, Jay, on,
1: on Saturday, we are also honoring, um, coach Gwazdecki and the whole, um, uh, Denver athletic hall of fame class and, um, right. coach Gwaz will be dropping the puck, uh, seven o'clock on Saturday. So, um, for people coming to the game, uh, we ask, so you obviously try and get there, get in your seats. We'd love to honor uh, coach at the ceremonial puck drop. And then uh, they'll be honoring the whole class, uh, at the intermission, I believe the first intermission. So stay in your seats, um, to honor coach who was just inducted in the Colorado sports hall of fame, yep. but now is, uh, being inducted in Denver athletics hall of fame. So very big honor, uh, for him. And we're, we're really excited to honor his contributions to the university and to the state of Colorado.
0: Absolutely. And I, uh, I wouldn't be here without him either. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited to hopefully get him on the radio.
1: Yeah. You got to shoot him a text now.
0: Uh, well, you know, he blocked me, but I get it. I understand. Um, all right, coach. Well, thanks for that. That Saturday night at Magnus Arena. Remember, it's a 7 p.m. puck drop, um, really just against Air Force and Colorado Springs this year. Every other Saturday night game at home will be 6 p.m. puck drop at 7 o'clock this Saturday. Uh, Saying goodbye to everybody. Special thanks to David Carl. This has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. Talk to you next week.